Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing you think that you need. Every little thing that's just feeding your greed. Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it. Hello, patrons. All right, and we are back. If you just listened to our episode about budgets, which came out yesterday, well, you'll know then that we... um... Oh, by the way, I'm Joshua Fields Mulburn. And I am Ryan Nicodemus, and together we are The Minimalists. And this is a special bonus episode exclusively for our $2 Patreon supporters. And by the way, you are not being charged for this episode. We decided to stop charging for any of the bonus uh, rewards and, and episodes, even though they still have to go through the same rigorous process where Sean gets into a room, he takes off his pants and he edits the... I don't know why he takes his pants off when he edits these Dude, episodes. Dude, he's the pantsless producer. <laughs> oh, all right. So anyway, <laughs> this is weightlifting with the minimalists. We already answered one question on the budget episode and we had a bunch of other questions right from Twitter, at the minimalists on Twitter. And uh, let's see here. Katrina says, I'm an artist, but I love to start practicing the minimalist lifestyle. How can, uh, what, what can you say about art materials? And uh, so here's what I'll say in terms of, so we asked this question, like what's weighing you down recently and why is it weighing you down? So art supplies for her. It sounds like it's art supplies and she's an artist. So it's, it's. Uh, she's not an aspiring artist, it sounds like. I mean, because that's one thing. I'll, we'll talk to people sometimes. Like, I'm an aspiring artist. I'm going to go buy all the accoutrements that I need to get started on this thing. Or like a hobby, right? Like, I'm, I, I really aspire to go camping. And so someone goes out and buys $2,000 worth of camping gear, and they think that makes them camping. Uh, uh, no, it's the, the act itself. So right. I, I find personally, and Ryan, I'd love to hear what you, you have to say about this. You know what? There's creativity is birthed, at least for me, it's often birthed out of limitations. Yeah. What I call creative limitations. Sometimes it's about putting the barriers up around you, having fewer, having access to fewer um, tools makes you get more creative with the tools that you actually have. And so I think there's some rules that you could put in place here. You could say, you know, the 90-90 rule, have I used this art supply in the last 90 days? Am I going to use it in the next 90 days? If not, I'm willing to let go of it. Or you might say, is there something else I could use if I got rid of this? Or how would this improve my creativity? And you can maybe even do a packing party with some of that stuff. Instead of just getting rid of it right away, I'm going to throw all this out or donate it or whatever. You can just set it aside. And you can say, you know what, I'm going to box this up for 21 days or for a month. I'm not going to use it at all. And I'm going to see how that, if that, if that fuels my creativity. Mm, I like that idea. And if so, I'm going to let go of that stuff because I'm more creative without it. Yeah, stoical experiments like that will definitely help. No, I, I would just echo what you said. It does make me think about Mariah's dad, though. He is an artist. He's a freaking awesome artist. Uh, it's John Schneeberger for anyone who's interested in looking him up online. Yes. Um, but he paints these beautiful pastels of uh, different sceneries from Montana. Uh-huh. And it just does a beautiful job. I've never seen such a minimal artist studio. I mean, the dude has a bench. He's got his easel where he uh, will, you know, put the, uh, where he will draw his sceneries. Um, and then That's he does. easel for you to say. <laughs> Hey <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> um, but he does have some uh he, so he's got that little bench. He's got uh 
um, the pastels that he needs that that he uses. Um, he's got his paper, his his easel, and then throughout the rest of this room, it's probably I don't know, dude, like a two hundred square foot, one hundred fifty square foot room. It's mm-hmm. not a huge room, um, but then he's got his art hanging up throughout the room. So um, it's not clutter though. Like I, every time I go to, that's the first place I go when every time I see Mariah's parents is I go back to his studio to see what new paintings he has to appreciate the old. I should say drawings because it's not paint it's pastels uh-huh. the new pastels he has am i am i using the right jargon here millie <laughs> um but my point is is that he has exactly what he needs and i think it is through that he hates clutter um he's not going to hold on to like if he tries out a pastel and he doesn't like that brand he yeah. will get rid of it right he doesn't save it for just in case one day he's maybe going to like it again and you know i think that is where a lot of artists have um uh, some, I want to say issues, but it's not issues as much as like roadblocks because they, they have that just in case mentality. I'm going to hold on. I know that these, you know, vinyl records are way too scratched to be played. They'll never play on a record player again. And, and some of them are even chipped and broken, but I'm going to make art out of that one day. Mm. And it's the, it's the just in case. And it's the one day mentality that I would just say, if you're an artist, that is going to stunt you more than it's going to help you. Yeah, it stifles you. And so if you add those, if you add some limitations in, you might find that your creativity flourishes. All right. Azel says, it's definitely my wardrobe that's weighing me down. Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, she needs to go to Project 333. Yeah. Project 333. It's uh, three. Uh, no, it's not three items over 33 months. <laughs> that's the extreme version. <laughs> It's 33 items. That's the true minimalist version. <laughs> yeah, our friend Courtney Carver, who will be at our Salt Lake City Less Is Now event, by the way, lessisnow.com, for all of our tour stops. And um, so she has Project 333. It's uh, 33 items that you wear over the course of three months. Uh, you don't get, have to get rid of all the other stuff. You just box it up, hide it, so you're wearing only your favorite clothes all the time. And guess what? You start to feel better in the clothes you're in. Whenever we're out on tour and... The, the most best dressed people, the best dressed people, most best dressed was like a double superlative. Um, <laughs> and, and so the best dressed people tend to be the folks who are doing or have done Project 333. And that even counts the accessories, your shoes. Uh, I, she doesn't count underwear, although you could if you want to. Count your underwear. Um, but yeah, she counts jewelry, rings, all that other stuff in, in the Project 333. Uh, you can also find something we did with her over at theminimalists.com slash Courtney. We'll put a link to that in the Patreon show notes as well. But I find the cool part about it is once you all of your clothes are your favorite clothes, you've let go of those things that you were holding on to just in case, you feel better in the outfits that you're wearing. Dude, and it's so much easier. It radiates into the rest of your life as well. Well, yeah, it's like you're not you're not trying stuff on. like you don't get caught in that endless cycle of oh no this doesn't look good this doesn't look good and then and then what really sucks is when all the good stuff is dirty so then you have just you know the second best clothes right to choose from like even if you do finally make a decision you still don't feel good when you go out yeah so yeah i would highly recommend for anyone i mean i would recommend even for women find one outfit like that that is one of the best things i've ever done man is yeah. like stop caring about wearing different patterns and different colors and different styles of this or that. Like I just, you know, I got the classic black t-shirt and jeans or I got shorts too that I'll wear when it's hot. 
But and you're in good company. Everyone yeah. from Zuckerberg to Steve Jobs to Barack Obama. Yeah, they all. Yeah, they, they, it's it's it's. Uh, there are a lot of decisions we need to make each day, and if you are wasting your uh, decision-making power on clothes, yeah. you are going to get decision fatigue a lot faster uh, than if you just had your favorite clothes in your closet. Bill's saying his wife's hoard is weighing him down. <laughs> well, Bill, simple. Just uh, send your wife on a vacation and get rid of her hoard while you're gone. Next question, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. It's it's interesting. You know, It's like pointing out the... Uh, speck in someone else's eye and yeah. ignoring, ignoring the, the plank in, in your own. Um, we, we don't want to be judgmental. I mean, and by the way, the first, clearly Bill is being judgmental here. He's calling his wife's stuff a hoard. Yeah. You know, it's uh, where they say one man's junk is another person's treasure. Right. And so it might be junk to you, but it could be a treasure to her. And instead of trying to say, you know what? You need to get rid of your stuff. That never works. Telling someone someone what they should do. People don't like change. Actually, people don't like being changed. They don't mind change as long as they have a compelling reason to change. So, Bill, let me ask you this. What's your wife's compelling reason to change? How might her life be better with less? If you can answer that, then you can help her see what the benefits of simplifying would be as opposed to just telling her she needs to get rid of her, quote, hoard of stuff. Yeah, I mean... <clears throat> I'm just going to be extremely blunt here. Either you accept your wife for who she is with her hoard and all, or you get out of the relationship. Now, I'm not recommending that Bill gets a divorce. I'm just putting it into perspective. It's not about keeping that that tension there with your wife and her hoard. It's It's a matter of accepting her, respecting her, even appreciating the differences that you have. From there, like that is how you're going to help her move forward with uh, decluttering, if that's truly what you want her to get to, by showing her the benefits and by supporting her, like that is how you're going to help move her further. Becca says, "Tech, uh, what's weighing her down are textbooks that I paid a lot of money for. They were required for classes. They were required. Ooh, there's a keyword there. <laughs> they were required for classes, and I keep them just in case I need them. <clears throat> but will I need them? Uh, the answer is no, you won't. Uh, but let's just say in some off chance you do need to reference that textbook, you probably just Google it and figure out the answer. Right. Um, but there's a couple things going on here. A, the longer she holds on to those, the less she's going to be able to resell them for. Right. And she has to keep in mind that she will never, ever get that $120 she paid for the calculus textbook. Ever. They're not worth it anymore. They're not worth it anymore. It's already outdated. There's already a new edition out. Love so that if, band. So if you're holding on to it, try and sell them. If you're going to get $0 for them and they're weighing you down and they're causing stress in your life, donate them, uh, uh, recycle them. Eat them. Eat them. Like Get them out of the house. They are not going to do you any good. Any answer you need to find, you can Google it and find it. Like the quadratic formula. I don't need my calculus notebook to tell me the quadratic formula. You just need a good friend like me. That's right. A squared plus C squared. To, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, plus or minus. Anyway. Uh, no, it's, it, it, is, it is a matter of accepting the sunk costs that you've already sunk into your education. That's okay. It's, it's okay to have sunk costs in our lives. Um, Everything's and also, a sunk cost at some point. Yeah. And then, and then realizing that you have access to the information without the books 
And uh, if you can't resell those books right now, you're, you're never going to get a penny out of them and just get rid of them. Recycle them. Donate them. Last question here is from Dana. Dana says, oh, by the way, uh, let me go back to Becca real quick. If you really feel like you need to have a digital version of them, you can go to $1scan.com. The number one dollarscan.com we have no affiliation with them i've never used them personally but i've heard a lot of our our listeners uh, yeah. who and have they will used scan them. textbooks for they you. will scan textbooks for you and then they will incinerate the textbook afterward or they'll send it back to you i think i don't know you have to check one dollar scan.com a last question here from dana dana says eclipse glasses good grief <laughs> she actually wrote this good grief useful for less than an hour never to be used again what the hell was i thinking Dude, I so I'm gonna go see the eclipse. Right, I was gonna say they're actually there's something that you they're very can, useful. They're useful for an hour. Yeah, they are useful for an hour, and and I think that's okay, right? You can have something just because you buy something doesn't mean it's going to add perpetual value to your life, right? Like if think about with the consumables. This is effectively a consumable in a way, right? I took that niacin pill I was talking about earlier today. I I don't want to say, well, I shouldn't buy that and take it unless I'm going to get residual value from it for the rest of my life. Right. There are many things you wouldn't do. So what's acceptable? Maybe it's an hour. Is it worth the 10 bucks or whatever you spend on these eclipse glasses or I don't know how much eclipse glasses. Dude, they are, the prices are jacked right now because Right, right. This is when everybody wants them. So you, you can, can buy sell them. these on eBay. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, you could buy them. Well, as soon as the eclipse is over, the price is going to go down, obviously. But I'm saying you, if you have them right now, you could sell them. Oh, yeah, and but gonna, she's going to use them for the eclipse coming up. It would be silly for her to sell them before the eclipse. Yeah. But yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is is that people are spending a lot of money on these. It doesn't mean you have to hold on to them, though. Uh, what I would say is give them to your local library. Um, I the, the library in Missoula, Montana's population is seventy thousand people. I don't know how many pairs of glasses they had. They're out. Hamilton, Montana, population like six thousand. They're out. Um, give them to your library. Like that's absolutely uh, the best way to you know kind of pay it forward with your experience. Or look up the next solar eclipse. I don't know when that is, yeah. but if it's thirty years from now and you really are and you're gonna plan a trip. Uh, nah, don't do that. <laughs> Dana, Dana, do not do that. As, a, as, a, as I'm saying that, I'm like, this is really stupid. How are you going to plan a trip 30 years from now? So yeah, I take that back. Yeah, so so she actually, here's the thing. So she's saying in, in her tweet, she says, Eclipse glasses, good grief, useful for less than an hour, never to be used again. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah, so here's never the thing. You can, you can sell them right now probably get more money than what you made for them if, if the supply and demand is out there. And she wouldn't miss the eclipse. Uh, you, you wouldn't miss, but she's saying, what the hell was I thinking? She's saying, this is a bad decision for me. It, she couldn't afford it. What the hell was I thinking means I'd wish I wouldn't have bought those oh, glasses. If, dude, if she had to put them on her credit card, then yeah. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah. To me, it was more like she probably spent 35 or $40 on them. That's what they're going for right now. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, she's probably thinking like, yeah, I'm spending $35 for this pair of glasses. The way I I would rephrase it and say I'm spending $35 on an experience. Uh And yes, like you could help someone else enjoy that experience. Go donate them to the library. So the next time a solar eclipse does come through, the library will have an extra pair to give someone. Yeah. But but yeah, if if she had to put it on her credit card and is going further into debt to watch the solar eclipse, God, that is such a tough call, man. No, it's not. If you have to go into debt to, to... For an, I never go into debt for an experience ever. Yeah. Never go into debt for an experience. I don't care if it's a honeymoon or a silly solar eclipse. That 
never, ever, ever, ever go into debt for that. Yeah, I'm just so looking forward to the solar eclipse. It, but yeah, but I wouldn't go into debt for it. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. It's just I, I agree with you. It's just hard for me to say because I'm looking so forward to this experience. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, but so me, I could care less. Like I, I would prefer not to see it. Um, so, but and I think that gives me the 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 rational side of things to say. Look, I would never ever go into debt for that. Even when our my emotions were would be like, yes, this is something I want to do. This is an experience I want to have. <laughs> uh, if, if I really want to go skydiving, I'm not going to put that on a credit card. No, you know what's funny? I'm thinking about like a honeymoon. I would never go into debt because you're going into debt thousands of dollars, right? And it's like with the eclipse, I'm like, like there is that. Even as one of the minimalists, man, there's still that thing in the back of my head that's like, ah, it's just forty more dollars in debt. Yeah, what a that's that's kind of a yeah horrible way. Horrible to, justification. Horrible justification. Well, it's just especially if you're trying to pay off debt. I mean, that is you're you're putting yourself even further into debt and yeah, uh, holding off your debt free life even longer. Yes, indeed. All right, y'all. I want to thank you so much for being a Patreon supporter. We'll be doing more of these anytime we're we're doing a a in studio episode. Uh, we're going to try to do a weightlifting with the minimalist sort of bonus episode only for our $2 Patreon supporters. So thank you for joining us as long as you're here. We'll keep making meaningful creations. All the money that we get from you doesn't go to me or Ryan. It's going to build a podcast studio and film studio so we can create more meaningful creations for you. All right, y'all. If you leave here with one message, we hope it's this. Love people and use things because the opposite never works. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing you think that you need Every little thing that's just feeding your greed Oh, I bet that you'd be fine without it Every little thing that you gotta have Every little thing that you gotta have you gotta reach for and you gotta grab oh i bet that you'll be fine without it so tear your eyes away or tear